my friends. This is Andy and Hedia coming to you live from Orange County, California. How are you? I'm good. I'm very good. I said Orange County because on the show I just did a few minutes ago, I said from your Melinda. So did you purposely zoom us in? No. Why do we keep saying that? No, this is we're a little zoomed in today. <laughs> are we really? Uh-huh. I've not done a thing. I can always tell from how big the Second Amendment sign is behind us. Oh, you know what? We're crooked. That's why. Anyways, if I do this, no, all right. Hey, how are you guys today? (laughs) (laughs) Today is, um, and you know, you're right. It is a little bit of a funky day. I don't know why that is. It's just a funky day. Oh, you felt it too? Oh yeah. You had your kids protesting at school. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely a funky day. Yeah. We had uh, the kids. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, yeah, it's just a funky day. I'm sure all of you have had one of those days where you get up and it's just like you can't get the funk out of the day. No. It's just, um, there's something. It's not bad. I'm not saying that, you know, I'm, I live in Mogadishu or no. or Ethiopia. We are infinitely blessed. But it's just one of those days where you just can't seem to get out of the funk. That's okay. God's going to help us take, out the, uh, take us out of the funk. And we are going to be reading from Smith Wigglesworth Devotional. And... Actually, I gotta say, this devotional—it's a good is, pep talk. It's like um, it's a cornucopia of the goodness of God. Yes, and, uh, and it's a good pep talk. Yes, you could do it. Yeah, but it's like a, it's almost like a, it's like a full toolbox too, though. I mean, a full—it yes. has every tool: it has a wrench, has a hammer, has a saw, has—it's it, all in there. It is. And so, um, grab what you can. Use the right tool for the right circumstance, though. I think is uh, one thing. So we're, uh, again, Smith Wigglesworth Devotional for February 3rd. Uh, yesterday was a, it was very short. It was 2-2-2-2. Two, 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 two. Mm-hmm. That won't happen again for another 100 years. I think. Wow. I think. Is that right? There will not, there will not be another 2-2-2-2 two, 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 two for 100 years. We just there, won't be another, there won't be another 2-2-2-2 two, 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 two ever for 1,000 years. Oh, yeah, 30-22. Oh, my gosh. We didn't realize what a big day we had yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> we, there should have been some type of celebration. We, there should have been it should have been a, big, uh, a holiday, two 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 day. All right, so today's February. <laughs> I told you before we started. <laughs> my sense of humor is waning today. I'm so sorry. All right, so Smith Wigglesworth, a living. Is the title of this devotional. The reference is Mark eleven twenty four, that says, "Whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you will receive them. Oh yes, and you will have them. Yeah. Believe that you receive them, and you will have them." The scripture reading is Matthew seventeen fourteen through twenty one, and Smith says, "What will it be like when we get rid of this body of flesh, this nasty flesh that we're carrying?" That we're carrying around. In the meantime, God means for us to put on the whole armor of God while we are here. He wants us to be covered with the covering of his spirit and to grow in grace and the knowledge of God. Oh, what God, what God has laid up mm. for us and what we may receive through the name of Jesus. Oh, the value of the name, the power of the name, the very name of Jesus brings help from heaven and can bind evil powers and subdue all things to himself. Thank God for victory through the Lord, our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. 
For the sake of saving us, Jesus endured the cross, despising the shame. How beautiful it is to say with our whole will, I will be obedient to God. He is lovely. He is beautiful. I do not remember him ever denying me anything when I have come to him. He has never turned me away. Again, uh, he has never turned me away empty. He is such a wonderful savior, such a friend that can be depended upon with assurance, rest, and complete confidence. He can roll away every burden. Think of him as the exhaustless savior, mm. the everlasting friend, one who knows all things, one who is able to help and deliver us. When we have such a source as this, we can stretch out our hand and take all that we need from him. We may think we have faith in God, but we must not doubt it in our hearts. Faith is an inward, faith is an inward operation of the divine power that dwells in the contrite heart and can lay out lay a hold of things not seen. Faith is a divine act. Faith is God in the soul. God operates by his son and transforms the natural into the supernatural. Amen. Faith is active, never dormant. Faith lays hold. Faith is the hand of God. Faith is the power of God. Faith never fears. Faith lives amid the greatness conflict. Faith moves even things that cannot be moved. God fills us with his power, with his divine power. And sin is dethroned. The just shall live by faith. You cannot live by faith until you are just and righteous. You cannot live by faith if you are unholy or dishonest. Uh oh. In order to understand this fullness, we must be filled with the Holy Spirit. God is a measure for us that cannot be measured. When you are in this relationship, sin is dethroned and you cannot purify yourself. But you can't. Oh, purify but you yourself. cannot purify yourself. It is by the blood of Jesus, God's Son, that you are cleansed from all sin. Oh. We are His life. We are members of his body. The spirit is in us and there is no way to abide in the secret place of the Lord except by holiness. Just remember that. I remember it. Be filled with the word of God. Listen, those of you who have stiff knees and stiff arms today, you can get a tonic of the word of God that will loosen your joints and will divide even your joints and marrow. One of the greatest things in the word of God is that it discerns the thoughts and intentions of the heart. Oh, that you may allow the word of God to have perfect victory in your bodies so that they may be tingling through and through with God's divine power. Divine life does not belong to the world, but to the kingdom of, the, of heaven and the kingdom of heaven is within you. God wants to purify our minds until we can bear all things. Believe all things, hope all things, and endure all things. God dwells in you, but you cannot have this divine power until you live and walk in the Holy Spirit, until the power of the new life is greater than the old life. God wants us to move mountains. Sometimes things appear as though they cannot be moved, but you can believe in your heart and stand in the word of God, and God's word will never be defeated. First, believe that you get them, Yes, and then you will have them. That is the difficulty, the difficulty with people. They say, well, if I could feel it, I had it. I would know it, and I had it. But, it. <laughs> but you must believe it, and then the feeling will come. Exactly. You must believe it because of the word of God. So your thought for today, Hedia. Yes. Anything that appears to be like a mountain 
can be moved. The mountains of difficulty, the mountains of perplexity, the mountains of depression or depravity, things that have bound you for years. I rest my case. Take it away. <laughs> well, there, I do have a thought on this, uh, surprisingly enough. Hey, those of you that are watching, comment. Let us know if there's any thoughts you have. There's a lot there. So a lot much. of things that you uh, have to keep in mind uh, as a Christian. But um, earlier, I, on the, the previous thing I was doing, uh, was talking about this. It's not a document. It's a docu-series. So it's five um, uh, videos, half-hour, 45-minute videos. And then there's a, a town hall with a bunch of parents. The last one, it's, it asks like Dennis Prager and uh, a senator, another person that runs a, a school, a Christian school, and a couple other experts in the education space. And Pete Hegseth asked, he said, so what do you think parents should do in regard to what's happening in uh, public schools? And every one of them said, get your kids out of public school. Yikes. <laughs> Yikes. I, what? I watched this whole series and, that, that, and that's, that's what you give me? The whole thing is on, on the, the, the miseducation of our children in America. And you all is, wow. say, is give up. But in the end, they said, if you, but if you can't, when they, I don't know if it was one or two, they said, get involved, be involved, get on the school board, get like-minded parents uh, and, and give them heck and fight for your kids. And I go, oh, thank God. But each one person said, uh, get your kids out of public school. Yeah, get your kids out of public school. Get your kids out of public school. I mean, it's kept me going, is there anybody? Is there anybody that says fight? And thankfully at the end, somebody says, well, if, if you can't take them out, which is the case because we just have too many kids and too many grades and we have too many things going on. It's like, I, I can't imagine even giving it even a, a try, like just, a, let's just give it a I, try. I, I did try. Zara, my daughter was in, in private school her whole mm -hmm. life. It's the first year of public school. Oh, wow. Yeah. She's never <laughs> been in public school before. Oh, that's true. That's true. Uh, but when it comes to when it's, when there's a mountain and you think you can't move it, this is a mountain. And like I was telling them, this has been in progress. The, the, the takeover of the schools by what is socialist, really, is really the, the thing. They, they show you every step of the way that they try to bring socialism. And the only way to bring socialism into America is by taking over our schools and the indoctrination of the kids. And this has been going on for about 100 years. And so when you have that much put into something, it looks like a mountain. And it, and it feels like a mountain we keep banging our heads against the wall we go to these meetings and when we're like we've seen incremental change and then it goes back a uh, hundred yards and then we, we see a little incremental change and then it goes back it's like this craziness and it seems like a mountain and so this is encouraging for me because um there are those times i said well shoot what am i going to do take them out put them in a christian school how much is that going to cost i'm going to take them out and put them in whatever like there's all these things but it's a mountain when we're thinking about anything that has to do with the loss of Christianity, say in Canada, if we lived in Canada, um, it looks like a mountain to bring Christianity back to Canada. But all things are possible with God. It, it starts with taking those first steps, speaking out, getting a, uh, you know, getting a group of people together, and building a church. I mean, look what uh, Jack Hibbs was able to do with a um, with a small group. That church, which is now reaching thousands of people, hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people across the world started as a, a small group. And so that's what we have to look at. Those are good examples of, um, of things that can be done just by one person.
Sorry, did that did that speak to the devotional? Sure. Moving mountains. Of course, absolutely. I just have a completely different perspective. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Woo. Hey, Jen. hey, Jen. Nice to see you. I don't, I don't, I just have a different perspective because I come from a different place. Hmm. So my experiences have been different. And so, and actually you've had, I mean, your kids are homeschooled up until a couple of years ago. So you've walked the other side of this too. Yeah. Then that's how I know it doesn't work. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I, not that all homeschooling doesn't yeah, some work. Some people are great at it. Some people are great at it, but not everyone. Yeah. I would never try. Uh, but it is, um, I think of a couple of examples. One, as I've said many times, my daughter's um, wokeness came from social media, did not come from school. She was in conservative Christian schools. She was in other private schools. Before we were Christian, she was in a very strict Islamic school. Uh, She's never been in public school until this year. And she's the most, uh, unfortunately, woke of the five children. And none of it came from school. So uh, to me, uh, school isn't it's a problem but it reminds me also the example of very orthodox jewish kids who go to christian school and they're able to maintain the faith and the tradition of their kids in school because they say basically when they talk about jesus you don't believe that and they're constantly teaching their children we don't believe this we don't believe the bible we don't but you know what i mean to mm-hmm. basically hold on to the belief structure and i know muslim and hindu kids that do the same thing when they're in conservative christian schools because those are the best schools sometimes in an area so they send their kids there um i can't imagine that uh, i think there's just been too much reliance on the school to raise our children that yeah, it, it's seriously a problem if they can't read or write when they leave the school. But that's, again, also our responsibility. Like, how much are we monitoring whether they can read or write? Because they are taught the basics, but they're, ra- they're supposed to be raised at home. The value structure of what we're trying to inculcate. And even with my kid that's the most woke, we're constantly arguing over ideas and concepts. I'm constantly trying to infuse my ideas in her because I know what she's exposed to. So I totally get the idea that the problems we're going through are mountains that we must move and we must be involved because we cannot. And, and the battle we're fighting in schools right now is over corollary things too. It's over like the mask mandate and the vaccines. And it's, it's all this medical freedom that we're also fighting over, which is, I think, supremely important because it's affecting like literally the body, the physical body of our children. Um, but I, I just think that it is, and taking it back to the devotional, is when you're spirit filled, when you're trying to walk with Jesus, it is something that you do every single day, every minute of every single day, the holiness, the righteousness. I mean, when I when I struggle with what I'm worried about with my child, I take it to Jesus and I lay it at his feet because I keep saying to him, you, she is your daughter. You accepted her as your child and I am leaving this up to you there. I will do my absolute best, but your promises um, are true. And so it is, it is about our walk. Do we believe? It's the same reason we don't leave California. 
right? Is that, do we believe that we have a role to play here? Are we salt and light? Are we light in a darkness? We're just not the type of people that cut and run. And so um, I think everything in life is that way. So when I have bad days uh, where I just feel like I'm getting attacked by the enemy over absolutely everything, I just, I just cry to God that, you know, take every thought captive under the command of Christ Jesus. He will pull down the strongholds. And that's what I love about this devotional where he says, um, the power of Jesus is that when you're in a relationship, sin is dethroned. So sin doesn't have the ultimate victory, but you can't purify yourself. And this is the example. It's the same thing I feel about the kids. It's like we're not, the school is not going to purify our children. It's them being filled with the Holy Spirit that is what is going to be their anchor in this world. And it is the blood of Jesus Christ. It is his son. It is his cleansing. We are his life, his body. It is of primary importance that we live that life and teach that life to our kids way beyond what their science teacher tries to put in their head. I don't, that's, that's all I got. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm reading this one sentence here, which says one of the greatest things in the word of God is that it is that it discerns the thoughts and intentions of the heart. Yes. So if we were to look at that and look at everything that our children are bombarded with, and if it's only, uh, you know, we always want to, we want to be the leading authority in our child's life. And unfortunately that is, can be taken away very easily. Yes. A lot easier than we hoped. Um, but you got to believe. But you have to believe. And so we have to teach them to believe in God, in morality, in right and wrong, boys and girls, um, all the things that God believes. Or, or the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. Right. But then once they leave here, then they have, then they go and just bringing back schools into this whole thing. And one of the things we got to get back is that it's not, I mean, we have social media, but the, the people, the, the influence of social media are often influenced by their teachers too. And the, and the thing in this miseducation of America is that I'll just give you a couple things, simple things that they said. So the one thing that's, it seems like it's not that big of a deal, but it is, is that teachers are not allowed to say good morning, boys and girls. They, they are told that they have to say good morning students because saying boys and girls will then leave out somebody who wants, who thinks that they're a dog or a cat. Right. And they said, this is very clear. This has been something that's been going on for decades now that they are not to say boys and girls because it's going to, because they don't want anybody to think that there's just boys and girls and it's going to cause problems. The other thing is that in the U S history, this has been happening in Minnesota. This has been happening for like the last 30 years is they don't, now, our school has been different because I know that they have taught about the Civil War, but it's been reduced down or eliminated from U.S. history. They don't teach about the Civil War <laughs> because they don't want to say that, you know, that, uh, that as Americans, we fought against slavery. They don't want to bring up that. They only want to know is that there is slavery and that America is, has always been a slavery country, in, in which in, in all of history, everybody's enslaved. Blacks have enslaved other slaves, have enslaved people. The Chinese have enslaved people. Indians have enslaved people. Everybody's enslaved people. But it's only America who has actually abolished slavery and fought each other to abolish slavery. Uh, slavery. And so bringing in the Civil War and their education, it then it, it goes against what they're trying to say, which is America is racist and America is bad. So those are just two examples, but they gave a lot of examples. 
that it, uh, it, uh, on the surface, go if you eat, look at each one, well, that's important, but it's you know it's not that big of a deal. But that's kind of how this stuff works. That, that was a great thing about this uh, docu series is that it brought out the, the little things that they did, the little things that they take away, the things that they alter, and they begin to talk about how bad police are and that they're racist and all this kind of stuff. And it really begins to work on the kids. So then they're getting it from their social media. They're, they're, it's all confirmed by teachers, which are as an authority. And then they come home to the parents who are now told, uh, you know, the parents are bad because they the parents uh, don't know what they're talking about. They're not, <laughs> they're not educated like us educated people. Um, and so bringing it back again to this is that God, um, we as parents have to continue to, to, to work what we've been doing and doing our best. And that is bringing God into the home and getting him into the church and, and living uh, in a way that is representative of God. So they can see that on a regular basis and hope it will continue to rub off and, and fight against some of the evils that they're experiencing in life. And all of these tools, all these things and understanding that we can move mountains because some of these things are pretty big mountains that we're up against changing the minds of the kids. And, uh, but that's what I'm saying. Huge. We're not changing it. We're, we are just trying to teach them and hope that they receive the Holy spirit so that it will change them for them. Mm. <sighs> know how to get this point across god wants to purify our minds until we bear all things believe all things hope all things endure all things the most important step we take in our children's lives is encouraging them to reach jesus christ as their lord and savior Mm -hmm. so that the holy spirit does the work in them that prevents them from falling into fornication drugs uh, evolution. I mean, like, I don't care what it is, even if they were in a private Christian school and they were never taught about um, anything woke and everything was boys and girls and everything was exactly how we wanted it. If they turn out to be fornicators and drug users, then we didn't do anything noble. So what I'm saying is, is that it's not the, it's not the education that saves them. It is the indwelling of the Holy spirit that will make them endure all things and bear all things is that's, that's what will carry them the rest of their lives. If we can't, if they don't find that out for themselves, then they will constantly be struggling with, they'll get married and be like, I don't like you anymore. You know, I I just don't like my spouse anymore. I want to get divorced. Uh, Every single obstacle that comes in their lives, if they don't have the indwelling of the Holy spirit, has the potential of destroying them. Right now, it seems like education is the most consequential thing because they're at that age. But throughout life, they will encounter obstacles that um, can ruin their lives. And if and if they don't understand the importance of the Holy Spirit, then then none of it matters. I just look at it a completely different way. Hmm. I don't think so. I think we're on the same. I, I, it sounds like we're on the same page to me <laughs> because I mean, how else we, if we don't live. No, if um, they don't receive it, they have to receive it for themselves. Yeah, they do. It's not just the words that come out of our mouth, right? If yeah. they don't believe the Holy spirit dwells in them for themselves, then none of the talking we do is going to matter. It'll just be one of the things, talking, but it's also us uh, being an example. Sure. And fighting for what's right. Absolutely. 
and to fight against evil and lies. Yes. I mean, look at, you, look at your children. Let's use them as an example. Do you really think that from the eight-year-old up to the 15-year-old, that somebody goes, that they go to science class and teaches them that they came from monkeys, that any of those four kids would believe that? No. No. Right? <laughs> I, had to go no. Through, I had to go through each of them. <laughs> no. No. Because, because of how you've raised them and how you continue to raise them, it's just like... It's just like a, it's a non-factor. Whatever they try to tell them in school, yes, they'll be bombarded with it. But it's about do you build your foundation on the rock? Yep. Right. And it's like, and when you've inculcated in them from the beginning, and I didn't, I didn't. So I'm 15 years behind. You know. So I mean, we we became Christians three years ago. She was, you know, already nine years of her life were messed up. So. I've got catching up to do, but for you, um, despite personal trauma, you raise them, you and their mother raise them on that solid foundation where they can be bombarded with all kinds of kooky stuff in school, but two and two is still going to be four. Yeah. Still going to be boys. <laughs> so I just would rather that they weren't. Yeah. Well, and, and there's still, I think there's one, maybe two, well, one, one that is, you know, can be influenced, I think, you know, at some point if he's, it enough with it over and over and over again. And really? then if you get in with the wrong crowd, and th then that crowd believes what that teacher's saying. Now he's not only got the teacher, but now he's got the people he's hanging around. Could be true. So I just think it's, 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 we can't just, it's like we don't live in, in Compton. No. Because we don't want them surrounded by drug dealers and, and worry about them going to the store and getting shot. Right. <laughs> Sure. And so I want to make sure that my school is not Compton. For sure. Right. I want my school to be Yorbalinda. For sure. Right. And so uh, I always want to fight for Yorbalinda. It's not because we're all that or all snooty or anything like that. We live in this community because we, we have Absolutely. peace in this community. And we know uh, because we've, this is going to sound like something that I'm trying to say something about us that's, you know, I don't know just understand, I'm just trying to give you an example, is that we've, we've lived around the world, right? We've been places. We've been in, in horrible places on the planet. Right. <laughs> and we know it's out there. And so we know by simply moving isn't going to solve the problem, right? But right. we can pick, if we're going to live here in this place, then sure. we, we were able to pick a place that is, is good for our kids. I want my school to rep be representative of the, the place that I moved to. I don't want it to, to be a... I know, I... I and I absolutely I support that idea. Everything, right? So, um, but again, I think that's also an example that the kids understand. And I tell them, I said, I know that maybe you don't understand what it is that I'm doing in these schools and you may not even agree. But No, I think they understand it. They just don't think it's as significant. Yes. And so I said, and I, I understand that. And I say, but just understand that I, I'm doing this. <laughs> I'm doing this. I'm doing this because of what I know. I, I have a greater knowledge. I've been on this planet for a very long time and I can see how things get out of hand. I've seen sure. neighborhoods go from a very nice neighborhood in Anaheim <laughs> to a very crap. I almost said shitty. I'm glad I did um, on a devotional, but it went really bad. Like it just in my, Absolutely. 20, in my 21 years of being in Anaheim, I've also seen the reverse. I've seen some very horrible neighborhoods that we were able to turn around and make and move in people and increase the uh, property value just based on policing, which the left doesn't understand. When you begin to arrest oh, people, oh, but physical protection, yeah. I one hundred and fifty percent agree. Yeah. 
Absolutely. It's just that I, uh, I use the expression that our pastor uses all the time because he says, is this the hill I'm going to die on? You know, mm. and he believes that abortion is the hill he'll die on. Yeah. You know, like he will fight tooth and nail, dedicate the resources of his, his personal resources and the church to fight that fight. Yep. You know what I mean? And so it's just a matter of the significance that we place on um, the variables in our in our family. And you've done the same thing. I mean, we, we know that we just take away their social media. You know, I don't let my daughter be on Instagram. Uh, they'll let her have, be on TikTok. And, um, and that, why? Because why, do, why should I have to fight that too? Right. <laughs> it's how many fronts am I going to fight on right now? Right, you right. know? I, I love you. <laughs> I love you too. <laughs> but this devotional, I think, speaks to all this. I mean, this is all. I mean, we are living in a, in, in, in Jack and, and Amir about this up. We, we are living in a, a time where we are seeing evil like we've never seen before. Uh, exactly. It's present uh, everywhere. Everywhere where we turn, and every day it gets worse. Absolutely. And so we're living in a time where we. It's have like whack a mole. <laughs> yeah. We're in whack a mole time. So you're, that, and I guess that's my point is that if I had to look, like if you were in the center of the zombie apocalypse before the zombies have come out, the zombies are actually in the closet. So we are in the zombie apocalypse. We just don't physically see them, but yes. they're everywhere, spiritually everywhere. The principalities, the powers of the dark night, rule the earth right now. So when you think about, okay, what weapon do I give my child? What is the most imp important weapon I can give mm -hmm. them? And it's Jesus, hands yes. down. You know, that's that. That's the weapon that's going to defeat all the other moles that they're fighting. Jesus and his teachings. Right. Even, maybe even a little bit of Smith Wigglesworth. Yes. Um, there was another thing I just... Uh, brought up here that says um, this one paragraph is is good be filled with the word of god listen those of you who have stiff knees and stiff arms today you can be a tonic by the word of god that will loosen your joints and will divide even your joints and marrow and I, i'm not sure if this is what this means but there's some like this hesitancy of, of getting involved you know what are my friends going to think of me um, and this is one of the things i've been talking about to parents too is that you know, you can't just sit back and think that everybody else is going to help change this for you. And you can sit back and do nothing. In, 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 the, in Christianity, the, the church, which is the people, the church has to wake up. The church has to get involved. The church has to, to speak uh, the word of God in their schools. And, and if you have a chance to speak it at work and to when we have a chance to speak it at the school board meetings. And these are the things that I think that to me, and if I, correct me if I'm wrong, this is what this talk about, that you're, if you're stiff armed and hesitant to, to do this, nothing's going to happen. That we, we need the word of God to get inside us, to loosen us up so that we can get out there and preach Absolutely. the gospel to people and share his word and his love with other people and not be afraid. And to know that it is that word of God that divides the bone from the marrow in, in each of our lives as it would for our children as they mature in their walk with Christ. We read Matthew, right? Um, no, we haven't read anything, what? but I want to read that one <laughs> scripture because it's great. Okay. Uh, here it is. For the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit 
and of joints and marrow and is a discerner of thoughts and intents of the heart. So again, ingesting the scripture, our children ingesting the scripture, our family ingesting the scripture is ultimately the greatest weapon that we have. It is the shield of faith. It is the sword of the spirit. Um, yeah, so Matthew. And when they came to the multitude, a man came to him, kneeling down to him and saying, Lord, have mercy on my son, for he is an epileptic and suffers, suffers severely. He often falls into the fire and into the water. So I brought him into your disciples, but they could not cure him. Then Jesus said, oh, faithless and perverse nation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I bear with you? Bring him here to me. And Jesus rebuked the demon and it came out of him. And the child was cured from that very hour. Then the disciples came to Jesus privately and said, why could we not cast this out? And Jesus said, because of your unbelief, for assuredly, I say to you, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, move from here and there, and it will move and nothing will be impossible for you. However, this kind doesn't go out except by prayer and fasting. So it's an example just for our lives. Yeah. We bring our children to the feet of Jesus and say, I believe your promises over this child are true. I lay this at your feet. And Jesus says, you believe? I believe. Yeah. Well, then you're going to move this mountain. That's interesting is uh, Dennis Prager in the last episode of uh, Miss Education of America uh, brought up this, uh, this, this verse because I remember him saying, in, in this verse, it says, then Jesus answered and said, oh, faithless and perverse generation. And he said, our, our history is broken up into generations. Yes. And then Jack was talking about that. What's a generation? We're, right. Because we're a generation that shall not um, perish from the earth without seeing mm. Jesus's return. Yeah. So it was interesting that they talked about that, that, that each generation, this generation definitely is a perverse generation. Yes. <laughs> Unfortunately. <laughs> And Ephesians 6.11, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Again, the power of this, the word of God. And but 2 Peter 3.18, but grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To him be the glory both now and forever. Amen. Amen. Philippians 3.21, who will transform our lowly body that it may be conformed to his glorious body according to the working by which he is able to even to subdue all things to himself. Hebrews 12, two and three, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. For consider him who endured such hostility from sinners against himself, lest you become weary and discouraged in your souls. Mm, that's good. Luke 17, 21, nor will they say, see here or see there, for indeed the kingdom of God is within you. Yes. First Corinthians 13, 7, bear all things, believe all things, hope all things, endure all things. For all I, things are possible with Christ. I can't believe that just how short a time ago that this, this how important this, this concept was for me to discover. I only discovered this. I was one. I was saying, "Is he? Is God over here? Is the Holy Spirit over there?" And they, and we learned, no, He's in you. Amen. And He has to be in you. 
I mean, if you, if you're really going to go to heaven and you have not accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and savior and, and, and allow him the Holy to Spirit well inside you, then you're just a, a man walking around a church. Yep. Flesh, nasty, dirty <laughs> flesh. And you cannot sin is dethroned. Oh my gosh. Nobody, but cannot nobody shared Luke 17, 21 with me so that I understand what this means. Nor will they say, see here, see there. For indeed, the kingdom of God is within you. There you go. Oh, I've been pounding this table a lot. Woo! This is some good stuff right here. I learned so much about you today. Oh, yeah. I learned so much from you today. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So pray for my son, Rhett, who, uh, who uh, unfortunately has found a lot of his personality from my loins. And today, um, I gave him permission. If you want to protest today and not wear your mask, you feel comfortable, then do it as long as you want. And uh, out of all the kids, he <laughs> he walked in with no mask, sat down, and the teacher said, put your mask on, and he said no. <laughs> and the teacher, oh, it's no. The teacher had to call the principal. Principal came and got him and took him. They didn't and, arrest him, though. No, no, no. Okay. They, oh, but he had five cops out in front, and I was talking to them all. <laughs> I go, hey, they, they came to me and they said, hey, you know, what is it you do? And you're, are you the dog guy? Are you the canine guy? They, it's the first time all the cops in the, that have been dealing with us parents, uh-huh. you know, had a chance to just, like, you know, loosen up and you know who you are. Oh. And, uh, and they all had smiles and shook my hand. And knew, one guy worked at Anaheim PD when I was there. Oh, nice. And so, yeah, it all turned out really good. But so they, no, they did not hook him up. They didn't, but up against the wall, <laughs> put that mask on. No, they didn't do that. <laughs> Uh, he just kind of all he came uh, he came, he came out the to resistance a, he came out to a hero's welcome uh, he came out the door and then the other bit yay rad uh, <laughs> he came out. had this big smile on his face i don't think i was thinking i go gosh i hope i didn't turn him into a criminal <laughs> i'm not gonna be the one that says it but defying yeah, authority is it's hard between protest and uh, standing up for your rights. That's what the BLM and kid said. No, they didn't. He didn't light up the church. The, uh, the well, but that's what I'm saying. But that's what I'm saying is, is that it's a fine line. One man's war is no, another man's uh, cross. Peaceful protest is clearly different than lighting a, a police station on fire. No, but not everybody who stands in the BLM protest is lighting the police on fire. It's just like January 6th. A hundred thousand people went there to just support the president. Yep. But other people ten. took uh, yeah. I was making sure he's not one, and he's not one of the ten. Yeah, that he's not sitting in some jail in Washington <laughs> D.C. in solitary confinement because right? he trespassed. Um, I want him to be the ones that were holding a sign and saluting the flag and right and singing "God Bless America" Such in protest of what was happening. Really difficult. No, he knows. He knows the difference. God will. <laughs> <laughs> Bo came out and he goes, I didn't know we were protesting. I didn't know. <laughs> He's my eight-year-old. I, I said, I told you. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it was good. It'll, it'll, it'll I'll, t- I'll talk to him again. I'll just make sure. Do you understand? Do you <laughs> just want to make sure. Do you understand? This does not mean you can't do your homework. Yeah, when the teacher says, hey, do two plus two equals yeah. four. You, no, no, no. You say, yes, yes, sir. Yes. This was different. This had to do with something. I will, I will teach him. Well, obeying a lawful order, soldiers have to make those choices all the time, and we or have a number. Not obeying uh, an unlawful order, right? Yeah, so. but it's a sophisticated concept. It's it complex. Is. Yeah, yeah. 
long as God is with them. Um, Endure all things, know all things, move mountains. Yeah, for sure. Hopefully this will be over soon. Yes, I hope so. Yes. I, I think it will. I was, again, I, just on the thing I did before this was talking about that, that there's a, there's not a small part of me is saying, let's keep it up and not let it die until it does go away. But I think almost on its own, it's going it, to, it, they cannot, it, too many things are coming out showing that none of it makes a difference. None of it is helping. The only thing it is doing is it's harming. Right. And, and it's over. It, like yeah. we, we've turned it into the flu. So yeah. can we just move on? You know, yeah. like, yeah, it's not sustainable. I, I have a strong feeling it may not make it because, you know, the Super Bowl, they're handing out N95 masks, masks and uh, they're saying they have to wear them the entire time they're at the Super Bowl. Every, you know, these, you, 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 these drunks are drinking <laughs> these, you know, 48 ounce beers or whatever they are, are going to keep these masks on. Are you they're going to drink through their masks? All right. No, no. Um, you can see the governor and the mayor and the Ooh, they, they couldn't keep their mask on. You think these drunks are going to keep their mask on? But uh, I, I just I think that they're gonna they're gonna just come to a conclusion like this is gonna be impossible. We're gonna look like idiots again because they look like idiots. Yes, because of the the playoff game that just was there in the in LA, um, and so it's just not sustainable. It's it's gonna it's gonna have to go away. We can't keep up the charade. So enough about that. We love you guys. Thank you for watching. Yes. Uh, Thank you, Jan. Watching. Thank you, Jan, for watching and 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 telling us that we're both right. Are you a counselor? <laughs> Are you a, <laughs> marriage a, a negotiator, a marriage negotiator. Maybe she's on the negotiation team for the swap. Well, she has been married 46 years. Well, well, so she understands how to yes. keep a marriage together. Well, maybe we should go to her for some type of counseling. <laughs> we'll keep her on speed dial. Thank you, Jan. <laughs> hey, get the Edify app. Get Edify. I can't say it sometimes. Edify app. So you can see our... Uh, podcast and a bunch of other great christian podcasters wow i have not even had a drink all right here we go this podcast is part of the edify podcast network edify is a faith inspiring app that brings together thousands of the best christian podcasts in one place for your listening enjoyment cut through the noise and grow your faith by diving into the world's top christian podcast today download the edify app for free from the app store or google play or by going to edify.app that's E-D-I-F-I dot app. E-D-I-F-I dot app. Yeah, I hope, uh, I hope he's not going to be a criminal. Now you got me worried. One protest, I'm not putting my mask on, is not... Is it? No. <laughs> no, but I just... There's some children you just don't want to encourage well, to disobey authority. I mean, the uh, teenagers, the teenagers, and look, they made their own decisions, um, have the maturity to understand that choice. Yes. So it's the, it's the mental, it's the intellectual, emotional maturity to understand the complexity of that choice. Mm -hmm. And yes, I want to make that choice. And there's a lot of kids in high school that are making that choice and others that are like, you know what? I don't want to die on this hill. I just don't. Yeah. This is not the, the hill that I'm going to take up my arms on. You know what I mean? And, and there are going to be lots of hills in their lives that they're going to have to stand on. And yeah. And again, they may see some of the other friends that are doing it. And, you know, then they'll start feeling like, are you going to do it? And then it'll be like, yeah, let's, let's get rid of it. Let's stop this. So it may, it may not, but yeah, I'll, I'll have another discussion. I already, I did talk to Red beforehand. So he understood the parameters. 
He couldn't say, take out the mask and say, shove this up. He couldn't, he couldn't, he couldn't <laughs> he can do say, that. Shove it with the sun, don't shine. <laughs> take your mask and you know what? Yeah. Zara was surprised. My daughter was surprised that the littles got involved in the process. She's like, he let him do that too? And I was like, yeah, apparently. <laughs> She's like, wow, how'd that turn out? I was like, yeah, you, as you could expect. <laughs> I gave a hug. Uh, it was a good laugh with the principal the principal called me and she was he goes she goes it's just rat yeah she's purple he said i just laughed i go of course it is and she just she giggled but uh it was pretty funny all right my friends we love you guys thanks for watching and we will see you manana that's spanish for tomorrow (laughs) thank you everyone god bless